0: Business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, March 3rd. Have you ever wondered what it's like to snag a paddlefish? Well, Missouri Conservation can show you how. MDC is hosting a free clinic on Saturday, April 16th in Warsaw to teach first-time snaggers how to catch these prehistoric fish. MDC will provide boats and equipment. More information about the clinic at mdc.mo.gov. Governor Mike Parsons has selected Paula Nicholson to serve as the acting director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Nicholson, a Missouri native, has served within DHSS for more than 22 years. Parsons spoke of the new director in glowing terms in a press release. St. Paula was a key player in Missouri's COVID-19 response efforts. The Osage Beach Board of Aldermen meets tonight at City Hall. Big item on the agenda, the outlet mall. The board will discuss whether or not to consider a TIF to help developers fund the redevelopment of the mall. The developers say a TIF is vital for their vision of the mall's future. No details on their plans yet, but they've promised a world-class destination. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of the programming on key radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, Visitors and the voting community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive voting club, X Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Hockey play last night. Saw the Blues come up short, losing on the road to the Rangers in New York. Still a good season, really good season going for the Blues. Second place in the Western Conference. They'll look to bounce back at the Islanders on Saturday. High school hoops last night. District tournament play at Osage High School. Osage, a loser last night to Fair Grove. So the season comes to an end for the Indians with a 14 12 overall record. Versailles won its district semifinal, knocking off a good California team. Both teams with 19 wins going into that game last night. Versailles comes out with a win, so they'll advance to the district championship game tomorrow night. Eldon's season and Camdenton season came to an end earlier in the week. Eldon finished seven and 19. Camdenton three and 22. Max Creek girls finished the season 23 and three. They lost in their district final but it was still a great season. Max Creek Boys and Girls Coach Ron Dugan featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show at Seen Every Day at 10, 2, and 6. College Hoops, Mizzou Tigers play their last game of the regular season a Saturday at home to Georgia. They're 10-20 and 20 on the season. MSU Bears open their conference tournament play quarterfinal round tomorrow night. Mizzou Baseball off to a great start. They're 6-1 and one on the young season. They will play tomorrow. They open a three-game home series against Tarleton. The Mizzou softball team, the Lady Tigers 12-4, they take on Bradley this weekend. Hey, you got a chance. Check out KB on TV. That's right. It's Kevin KB Burns with uh, his show every day at 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. Almost every hour, Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this
0: Thursday portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station
2: featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV.
0: The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash radio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Boy, oh boy, yet another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Welcome into The Daily Show. It is 8.07. KB here. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We are very, 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 very happy, very honored, and uh, very glad to have you on as a listener this morning, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. As I always like to say, give us a call. At 573 633 5395, or check in. You can uh, use a variety of email addresses if you'd like to do that. Uh, KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. Also, uh, KB at MyLakeTV.com. You can uh, tell us where you're at, what you're doing, what's exciting, what's new. Send me your favorite chili recipe like uh, Eric does all the time. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. And Rick Goose is also another guy that uh, likes to send me recipes, and I appreciate uh, Rick's recipes, producers uh, off-site, as I like to call them. Lots uh, going on today, another beautiful day at the the lake as we get prepared for our first full weekend of the month of March with some great weather on tap. 62, by the way, the high today, a low of 39 uh, as we look at the current conditions clear and 46 degrees in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. We are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, and we are better off because of that. 72 the high tomorrow, 72 the high on Saturday. Uh, We'll see some clouds both days, and then some showers uh, possible on uh, on Sunday, with a high of 59 and a low of 35. Now they're talking snow showers possible in the morning on Monday, a high of only 39. But don't fret, folks. We're only going to get... It looks like, at this point anyway, one wrench in the works. And that is on Monday, high 39, low 25, those morning snow showers. Then sunny at 49 on Tuesday, back up to 58, the high on Wednesday, 61 Thursday, 41 Friday. And on down the line, but to some very nice weather for the month of March, getting close to the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the Lake Ozark St. Paddy's Day Parade. Then they have the big west side Uh, St. Paddy's Day on the water, Uh, that big, huge parade as well. Short bus shuffle coming up over on the west side as well. Lots of things going on, man, as we get ready for a new season here at the Lake of the Ozarks. 8.10 is our time. Let's uh, take a quick peek at what's uh, shaking over there at Bagnell Dam. Bagnell Dam. Some people call it Bagnell Dam. Some people call it Bagnell Dam. Right now, the lake level at the dam is 654.21, river level at 553.71. I want to remind you, we're going to be out uh, doing some fun stuff. We've got uh, some stuff going on over on uh, Lake TV. We're going to be out with Bill Mulder later today at Lover's Leap over there off Pier 31 Road. Give you some of the history of Lover's Leap, and uh, we'll dispel some of the myths as well. Also, we're going to be uh, taking some time to uh, check out what's going on with my friends, the Bob Ice Band. They put together a new theme for my show, What's Burning, over there on Lake TV. So we're going to show you uh, how they came to the conclusion that they did when they made that theme. And some other fun stuff coming up. Uh, I believe the young professionals uh, at the lake are having their big dodgeball tournament this weekend over at the School of the Ostage Middle School. We're going to be there on Saturday to uh, talk to some of those folks, see what they're doing, see how they're helping out the Lake of the Ozarks. And we will report back to you next Thursday as... uh, a brand new uh, What's Burning show hitting the airwaves today. I want to tell you a uh, big thanks to uh, Mary Kayvon Brendel and Tom Abbott. They uh, have come in and they have talked about uh, what they've got lined up so far. You know, they've got they've got a, probably, what, a half dozen or more shows lined up for the new season. And they've got so many more great shows coming in. You've got, uh, oh, my gosh. Smashing Pumpkins are coming in. You've got the Black Crows coming in. You've got, uh, man, just a whole mess. Tracy Bird, uh, Tracy Lawrence, Clay Walker, and uh, the the local boy. What's his name? Jared Hicks? Is that the the local kid? Yep. Uh, uh, They're going to be performing a show. And if you've already seen What's Burning, the new episode aired today for the first time this morning, uh, about 7 a.m., 7 until 8, and then... uh, 5 p.m. and 11 p.m., but they made a major announcement. This is huge. This is as big as uh, any of the shows that they're going to have this year at the Ozarks Amphitheater. They are not, absolutely not charging you for parking this year. You will not have to pay the $10 fee to park. So <clears throat> you'll get there a little bit earlier, get in a lot quicker, get parked, and then have some extra catch if you want to buy some merch or if you you don't want to get yourself some cold drink or whatever you want to do with that money, but uh, no paid parking at Ozarks Amphitheater this year. Plus, they're doing some other things to uh, make it a little bit easier for folks who have special needs to get around, and that's a, a big plus, and uh, just a lot of good stuff coming your way. So also, uh, Bill LaCasse on the program on uh, What's burning. Bill DeCasse will, uh, of course, uh, join us from time to time in the studio here as well. We are at the world headquarters, as I mentioned, of SRG Financial Advisors. On top of all of that, we will have an opportunity to see another one of KB's furry friends, and we'll take you back in time, jump in the way back machine, and uh, uh, KB Classic on what's burning. We are going to uh, go over and revisit uh, an opportunity to see some great folks. You know, these folks do a lot for the community in addition to Uh, the great service that they provide Chris and the staff at the Butcher Shop. So there you go. That's the show for uh, this week. And we've got, uh, as I said, more stuff coming up. Lover's Leap uh, on the trail with Bill Mulder, the young professionals, Um, how we came up with the theme uh, with the Bob Ice Band for uh, the show. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have another edition of the Furry Friends. Furry Friends is, is so much fun. 8.13 is our time. She is here. She is in the building for the first time. In uh, about a month, it's great to see our community events director the one the only
3: Mindy sales. Hello,
0: hello, how are you?
3: I'm good this it's uh this is a great studio. This is a nice gotta love know, it man yeah really love nice. it. Why, yeah you, yeah somebody's
0: nice room here We got the, we've got the uh, counter in here. We've got the nice mixing board. We've got some uh, TVs in here when we want to do video. Oh, my goodness gracious. We've got all kinds of good stuff. Nice equipment, to plenty of room. The room is soundproofed. Yeah, Bill LaCasse, when he puts his mind to something, he spares absolutely no expense whatsoever.
3: Yes, clearly. This is very nice. So, yeah.
0: Well, it's good to have you here and, and yeah. good to see you for a change. It's been a while.
3: I know. It is nice to it is nice to see you. I like being in the studio much better than on the phone, but it was the weather necessitated right, all that.
0: Right. I mean, well, I think you're taller. You're a little taller than last think time. So? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Well, you know, you know, I guess maybe at forty seven you just grow a little bit more. Have yeah, a have
0: have your, your your final growth spurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's
3: great. Because you know what? I have not moved since sixth grade. Yeah. Nineteen eighty six. I have been five four since nineteen eighty six. Oh, five four. Yeah.
0: You're taller than that. No. My no. mom's about I don't know mom's about three foot something now.
3: Really? Yeah.
0: She'll be 87 on Friday, which rem- not this Friday, next Friday. Which reminds me, we will have Mom on the air Yay. next Friday for about 20 minutes uh, at about eight ten. So that's if, one of my favorite uh, things. Yeah, if you want to hear, if you want to hear the world according to my mother, and you will learn a lot from her. And and she, I talked to her yesterday, as a matter of fact, and she said, um, "I'm working on you know my monologue. and I looked, I, 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 I looked <laughs> out at the floor, and I said. You're working on your monologue. I said, what are you talking about? She says, well, you know, I have to have some prepared remarks. I said, <laughs> you don't have to have anything prepared, mother. You just show up and you, when when I give you the uh, thumbs up or the all clear, and uh, I, I said, I turned you loose, then yeah, uh, then yeah. Go oh for my it. gosh, go I
3: can't it. wait. That's one of my favorite things every year is, is your mom. She's got a great sense of humor. I mean, she does, and she's witty. And she, I don't even think she means to have a great sense of humor. She's just, she's, uh, I, I love it. I love, I love that. Well, day. she had
0: the demon seed, and that was me.
3: Yeah, God love her. I mean.
0: And we don't blame that on mom. Uh, we blame that on dad. That's dad's fault. Yeah. That's my father, John Andrew Burns. He, That was his fault there. So, eight sixteen 16 is our time. Uh, yeah, we're going to have mom on on March the 11th, her, her birthday. That'll be a lot of fun. I owe her from last year because we, we were just about ready to get her on. And things didn't work out. That's when I hit the, uh, punched in the uh, launch code and, 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 and hit the button. Uh, and I can't believe it's been almost a year.
3: I can't believe it yeah. either. It's been uh,
0: a great I, year, though. I'm you.
3: so happy for you.
0: I miss a lot of people. I really do. But uh, i made a lot of uh, new friends and I've seen a lot of old friends. So uh, it has all certainly worked out. What uh, what are we going to talk about this morning? Or not what so much as who.
3: Well, we're going to talk today about Carol Nowicki and I know Carol. I know. I love Sweet her. Sweet lady. She's awesome. And if you don't know Carol, you are missing out. You, She's one of the most giving, dedicated, passionate people. And you may know her name from her posts about dogs that need homes. Um, she's posting often uh, on Lake Erie Happenings and lots of um, different sites and hopes of finding homes for dogs that have been abused, neglected, dumped, um, or just their owner can't take care of them anymore. Uh, she works tirelessly looking for good homes for so many dogs that are in need of good homes. And so, um, if you, uh, you know, her big thing is just adopt. She said, you know, just adopt instead of vibe. She said, uh, you know there are there are lots of full-blooded animals dogs in the rescue in any of the shelters or rescues it's crazy there's um i've uh, just recently there was a full-blooded oh gosh what was that a full-blooded um i can't remember purebred yeah purebred I can't remember the what kind schnauzer. of schnauzer beagle Beagle, thank you. Beagle. Yeah, it was a beagle.
0: We would have just been rattling off dog names till we got it right.
3: <laughs> oh, Mindy figured out what she... Yeah, a full-blooded beagle. I mean, I it's crazy. And and there are often, if you watched um, any of the rescues or shelters around here, there are often full-blooded animals. What did you, what did you call them? Purebred. Purebred, yeah. Um. And so those, you know, you can go get them and adopt and save a life and, instead of buying. So that was one thing that, you know, Carol really... Um, is adamant about and so i asked her when she when did she really start rescuing animals and she said um when she was 10 she said her parents led a pretty she said she lived a pretty sheltered life um and didn't know a lot of you know things but she said she was out and about and she saw some kids some boys throwing rocks at a dog ooh And she'd just never seen anything like that, you know, or anything abuse of that kind. So she literally walked over and took the dog from the boys, uh, picked it up, and uh, took it home.
0: Lucky that's all she did.
3: Yeah, right? And so she ended up, uh, her grandma ended up knowing the owner of the dog, and she returned the dog to the owner. Right. That was it, 10 years old. So she's rescued rabbits and cats and fish and birds. (laughs) Fish. i said how do you how do you how do you rescue a fish and she said well her she was listening in on a conversation uh that her grandma was having with somebody and this right. guy said well i uh i've got this tank and it, i don't want to clean it so i'm just going to take the little fishy and i'm just going to flush them down the toilet and she was just she went over and interjected into the conversation and she said you know can i i'll take them and so she had to wait for her grandpa to get home, and he approved. And so they ended up taking the fish and had them for four years. I know. I, I didn't know you could rescue a fish. Um, so it's amazing. It's amazing what she does. And even if you were on online last night, there was a, a, a cutest little um, full-blooded um, hound, I think it was, hound dog, uh, that was literally thrown from the a car at the eldon park somebody a a girl was at the eldon park literally watched these people come up and toss this 10-week-old puppy out the door out the window (sighs) and so she went and grabbed the dog and uh called carol and so carol you know put it out on on facebook and said hey you know here's the situation well um charity and brad witt uh are going to foster it for a couple days Um, and carol's already have four people offer to um adopt him and so you know this poor guy was thrown out of a car and now he's got you know four people who want to take him and have him take him home so imagine that right oh he's so cute too and so this is what she does every day tirelessly she receives she said roughly 300 emails a day Uh about all sorts of different animal or dogs that need homes um and last year She, last year, just last year, she found homes for 399 dogs. What? Yeah, 399 dogs. Think about that. You know, it's just crazy that that, you know, and then you think about all the other ones. I mean, she's just an individual. She's just doing this on her own. She doesn't get any funding or anything like that. She just does it because she's got the heart of just an angel, so... Um, she never charges for adoptions. She just always is very careful to screen applicants. Um, she does background checks, she talks with a vet. She wants she also makes sure that if they have any other dogs or have had any other animals that they all got their shots and stuff. She, you know, obviously wants uh doesn't want them to get uh anything and she does a house check and then she requires that they get spayed or neutered, which is a good idea because that's kind of why she's in where in the situation she's in because people don't spay and neuter their animals. So, um, and so when, when somebody gets a dog that is through Carol, they already have, all, they're date on all their shots. So she has all their shots updated and then they need to get spayed and neutered and, and she doesn't, she doesn't charge anything. She'll accept donations, but doesn't charge anything. Um, it's pretty amazing. She said, there's lots of good, there's lots of people with good hearts, but not a lot of money, but that doesn't mean you can't be um, a good, a good animal owner. Um, she said that there's times that she will, you know, she'll go out and there'll be an abuse situation and she will, uh, you know, talk and try to get the owner to surrender the dog yeah and while the owner while she's talking and trying to get them to surrender then she'll have someone else call animal control and then they'll kind of work together to try and get the the animal into a better situation and she said you always when you go out and do that stuff you always got to be kind you know you can't uh be, come in with um oh, sorry, i can't say that on the radio <laughs> can you say balls a blazing on the radio. You just did. Okay. Uh, I like
0: how people do that. They say, can you say, and then they'll say it, and I'm like...
3: It's too late.
0: Yeah, you pretty much just did, yeah.
3: Oh, I, I just, I couldn't, that's just... Hey, that's quite all right. Terminology that yeah. came to my head. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, um, she, you know, she said, if you come in with a really strong, you know, aggressive approach, then no one's going to give you an animal, but if you go in with a kind heart and try and talk with them, a lot of times they will surrender the animals. Um uh, so I said, do you know, how much, you know I said, how much you've spent over the years? She had no idea how much she'd spent over the years. Uh, and most people don't. Yeah, didn't have the truth. But she said she's, um, she's taken her money for uh, her house payment and used it to take care of a dog. Uh-oh. She's um, you know, used money out of their savings to care for dogs. Um, so she definitely sacrifices a lot to take care of those. Using your house payment's a pretty big deal. I think. To uh, yeah,
0: in. I would say. Yeah, no doubt about it.
3: So as she goes through and helps, because a lot of times she'll get calls from people that say, oh, my gosh, my dog just got ran over, has a broken leg, and we can't afford to do anything about it. And so uh, she will definitely reach out to people and, uh, through Facebook and um, try to get donations. And she what she likes to do is when she does that, she has the people call the vet clinic directly. And, and make a donation there, not through her. So um, she raises in between 60 and a hundred thousand dollars a year um, to take care of you know animals such as that or animals that they get in right. And like obviously <clears throat> she does make sure they've got their shots and stuff. So she said she um, works with Lake Pet in Eldon and she works with our veterinarian in Lynn Creek. She said they both are absolutely amazing, and she's really happy to be a part of um, both those um, centers. Sure. She said that one time there was somebody that didn't know that there was a 24-hour vet here, and so they drove to Springfield. Their dogs had gotten into a fight. uh One of them was, um, uh, very, was injured, so he, they drove all the way to Springfield, and then they came back, and then that next morning, the dog was not doing well, still mm-hmm. bleeding and stuff. So she they called Carol. Carol said to go up to Lake Pet. And they went up and cleaned the wounds, got it all taken care of. And so she, Carol, called up to Lake Penn and said, Okay, what do I owe you for this? And she said, Absolutely nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. No charge. Amazing. So, I know. She's absolutely amazing. So, um, uh, t- so I thought that we'd maybe take a short break. You that, to we, we talk got talking? a few minutes yet. Okay. We've got a few minutes so no, we get to the bottom of the hour. Okay. That'd be great. Uh, so, she, uh, another thing she said I love that she does is that there's a lot of times that people um, just can't take care of their animals for one reason or another Not they're not abusive they're just uh, unable to care for them she said she's got a lot of different people who um, for example a, a disabled man who couldn't care for his dog anymore so um, she found someone um, to adopt this dog mm-hmm. she, the, the woman that adopted the dog uh, went and picked up the dog from the disabled gentleman and the new um, owner and the the his previous the dog's previous owner still talk all the time so she said there's lots of times where you know even though they don't have their pet anymore they're still able to have you know information and know that the pet's in a in a good uh, situation so um that i love that part and now she had um last summer she found they found a little dog and it had heartworms um worms and and cancer and it was her She just kind of connected with this little dog. She named it Hope. Uh, And so she said she was going to adopt it out, but decided that she really just needed to, um, you know, keep her herself. So she kept um, Hope, and Hope ended up, because of the cancer, filled up her body, and she had five months and three days with Hope. Um, She said one morning, Hope came to her, literally, tears. She said there was tears in this dog's eyes. And she said that, um, you know, that the tumors had Um, just gotten so big and and uh, taken over the dog so she was able to uh, take it to the vet and put it down but she said that you know um, sometimes there's just a connection that you have with an with an animal and she said that that was her hope and she still misses that that's one of hers that she misses a lot and still thinks about to this day but you know think about all that they had to pay for for the treatments and all those things and they they take the dogs in and do it she said she had 14 dogs dropped off at her house last year just dropped off at her house. Right. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how they find out where she lives, but, I mean, they literally um, get dropped off at her house. She said that, um, you know, we're lucky in that Camden County now has a new law. Um, and we're one of the few counties in Missouri that really does have a, a, an attempt at a good animal, um, you know, abuse law. So if you are caught dumping a dog, there's a $1,000 fine per dog.
0: Now hold on just a second. Most people can't afford the dog, and so you're going to charge them a thousand dollars a dog if they're caught if they're caught dumping it. Don't you think maybe there's needs to be another approach to that?
3: Well, here's my deal, and I see what you're saying. I know less government. I get all that, but my thing is, um, if there's all you have to do is take it to a shelter, all you have to do is call well, Carol. That's true. That's I mean, there is there are, there are resources. As long as
0: people know that there all there are alternatives, and I think that's one of the things that if you get busted for doing something like that, they should ask you, well, did you know that your local shelter will take that animal in for free? Uh, do you know of any places where you can take that animal rather than just saying, okay, you dumped an animal, now y- you owe us a thousand bucks, or you dumped two animals, now you owe us two thousand bucks.
3: Yes, but. Um, you know, taking an animal and throwing it out of a window Sorry. at a state park is no. I
0: get that. No, you know? I, and and I mean, if it's a situation where there's animal cruelty involved, that's one thing.
3: Well, dumping a dog in the middle of a, I mean, in a, on the side of a road, gravel road is. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. But sometimes people don't have choices and alternatives, and see. If you don't know the situation behind it, and that's that's where the individuality of each situation comes into play. I'm not defending what they're doing. What I'm saying is, is if they're going to do it, maybe they're doing it for a reason. Now, if if somebody, you know, is is in a park or sees something where, where somebody's launching an animal out of the window of a vehicle, and you can prove it, mm-hmm. then definitely. But you know, people who just, for one reason or another run into a situation where they can no longer take care of the animal because maybe they've got kids and they don't know what their alternatives are, Uh, that's a conversation you need to sit down and have with that person. I think that you can't just say, okay, we caught you dumping a dog, now you owe us $1,000. Oh, we caught you dumping two dogs or a litter of puppies or a litter of kittens, whatever. Okay, you owe us 4000 two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, up to five, 000, six thousand, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and and if that's the case then they should cap it at maybe like two grand because I think in most cases people aren't gonna be able to pay that fine. So not only are they in trouble for dumping the the, 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 the animal, but now they're facing a one thousand, two thousand or you know, more uh, dollar fine. And and so does that really help to alleviate the problem. Or, you know, because you almost have to get caught doing it.
3: Yeah, you have to get caught doing it. That's hard. Or someone see it and video it and those sort of things. But, um, you know, I, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. I do get that. But I think that you'd have to live off the grid to not know that there are resources and there's ways to take no, care and, of it. And you're
0: right. And you're absolutely right. But, but I, I think sometimes people are embarrassed. Uh, people don't want to have to do it. They hope maybe I think the hope is in some instances that somebody will find the animal and take care of it. Um, But I know there's there's also situations where people don't care and they say, well, you know, I don't know why you brought this dog home because we're not keeping it. And then they, you know, mom, dad, whoever goes out and dumps it off. So I get it. But in terms of what we're talking about here. maybe you have to address and deal with each individual situation tell you what uh, let's go ahead and jump in real quick and take a break we'll uh, get you updated with the local news stacy johnson from lake com, your trusted news source and uncle chris chris schneider with lake tv he's got sports on the daily show here on key radio
1: i Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, March 3rd. Have you ever wondered what it's like to snag a paddlefish? Well, Missouri Conservation can show you how. MDC is hosting a free clinic on Saturday, April 16th in Warsaw to teach first-time snaggers how to catch these prehistoric fish. MDC will provide boats and equipment. More information about the clinic at mdc.mo.gov. Governor Mike Parsons has selected Paula Nicholson to serve as the acting director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Nicholson, a Missouri native, has served within DHSS for more than 22 years. Parsons spoke of the new director in glowing terms in a press release. St. Paula was a key player in Missouri's COVID-19 response efforts. The Osage Beach Board of Aldermen meets tonight at City Hall. Big item on the agenda, the outlet mall. The board will discuss whether or not to consider a TIF to help developers fund the redevelopment of the mall. The developers say a TIF is vital for their vision of the mall's future. No details on their plans yet, but they've promised a world-class destination. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkison talks about Victoria Station.
4: We offer a large selection of home accessories and gifts in several different styles, several different themes, from nautical to contemporary to traditional. Our goal is to bring well-priced products into the Lake of the Ozarks that serve your home accessories and gift-giving needs. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 930 to 530.
2: Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Hockey play last night. Saw the Blues come up short, losing on the road to the Rangers in New York. Still a good season, really good season going for the Blues. Second place in the Western Conference. They'll look to bounce back at the Islanders on Saturday. High school hoops last night. District tournament play at Osage High School. Osage, a loser last night to Fair Grove, so the season comes to an end for the Indians with a 14-12 overall record. Versailles won its district semifinal, knocking off a good California team. Both teams with 19 wins going into that game last night. Versailles comes out with a win, so they'll advance to the district championship game tomorrow night. Eldon's season and Camdenton season came to an end earlier in the week. Eldon finished 7-19, Camdenton 3-22. Max Creek girls finished the season 23-3. and They lost in their district final, but it was still a great season. Max Creek boys and girls coach Ron Dugan featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show at Seen Every Day at 10-2-6 college hoops. Mizzou Tigers play their last game of the regular season a Saturday at home to Georgia. They're 10 and 20 on the season. MSU Bears open their conference tournament play quarterfinal round tomorrow night. Mizzou baseball off to a great start. They're 6-1 on the young season. They will play tomorrow. They open a three game home series against Tarleton. The Mizzou softball team the Lady Tigers 12-4 they take on Bradley this weekend. Hey, you got a chance Check out KB on TV. That's right. It's Kevin KB Burns with uh, his show every day at 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. Almost every hour, Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire Lake area.
5: Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks Podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation key gathering place is our community center at lake of the ozarks for events and gatherings the key ozarks radio program presents christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation
0: If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. Oh, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Great to be back with you on a beautiful Thursday here, the third day of March 2022. And uh, who? I don't know what you got going on this weekend. The lake is going to be a busy place this weekend, I can guarantee it, with 72 the expected high tomorrow, 72 on Saturday and 59 the high on the Sunday, so some great weather, maybe some rain. Afternoon, evening on Sunday. Otherwise, 62 the high today. Low tonight of around 39, 46, and a mostly clear sky. We've got some clouds moving through, but uh, no precipitation. As a matter of fact, I have yet to do this today. And let's swing down and take a peek at the uh, at the radar. And uh, what we see as of right now showing absolutely nothing in and around Osage Beach, uh, the Tri-County region this morning, Miller, Morgan, Camden County is all looking good. So enjoy the day. And uh, certainly, I would say, if you've got some vacation time or, uh, you know, every once in a while the boss might be cool and just let you skip out early, maybe you do that tomorrow and uh, have a nice three-day weekend, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday here at the Lake of the Ozarks. I took. Talked about the uh, young professionals at the lake. That's who we're going to uh, go see on Saturday. They've got their uh, annual dodgeball tournament. And I guess they ra- raise money for local charities and things like that. These folks are the uh, the young professionals. Uh, and I don't know how long you get to be a young professional. I don't know exactly where that starts at what age, I guess any age, and where it cuts off. Like if you get to 40, they're like, uh-uh, oh, oh, hey, you're not a young professional anymore.
3: Well, they've got to have an you're age a, limit.
0: You're a middle-aged professional.
3: Yeah, I mean, because then they just stay in the group forever, and they'd be like 80, and it's like yeah. they're not young professionals anymore.
0: Young um, at heart, maybe. That's
3: that's fair. <laughs> that's fair.
0: Mindy Sales, with uh, Mindy Sales is with us, our community events director. Danny Ellison is coming up at 9.10 this morning. We turn Danny loose on you once a week to rant and rave. He's the educated redneck. Danny does a great job, and uh, we'll make sure... And, give you all of the various avenues that you can run down to find Mr. Danny Ellison. And Mindy, are you do you have a, uh, the, the Facebook page? What's the Facebook page you got now? Is it still uh,
3: It's still the same one. I was thinking about Finky that on Fridays
0: the, with uh, Yeah, Feel with Good Mindy. Fridays. Yeah.
3: I, I need to, uh, I, def- I think about that. It's really interesting. Why, why, don't, you why don't you
0: go do that when you get out of here? Go I update know. it and we'll thoughtful Thursday.
3: Yeah, I need to do that. I was thinking about that on the way here. Right,
0: right. 46 degrees uh, and uh, a good-looking day. Let's, again, just real quick, let you know what's going on out there at Bagel Dam. Lake level at 654.21. River level 553.71. The winter drawdown remains in effect and I guess here toward the end of March, beginning of April, things will level off and they'll start uh, just, you know, leaving where it is in order to recoup some of the Melting snow that we uh, are still in line to get. Uh, somebody said that we still have at least one more snowstorm uh, before we, we get out of here for the year. And then, of course, the spring rains when they roll through. I already noticed that the trees are starting to bud up a little bit. You know, they're they're getting a little tiny wow. little round buds on them. So glad. Yeah. But that just, when I see those, it's like, oh, hey, that's great. So in about, what, six months, uh, seven months, eight months, whatever, six months, uh, seven months, I'll be raking those little buds up off the ground because they will be leaves. Very true. Let's uh, continue to talk about uh, our our person, uh, Carol Nowicki, on uh, Thoughtful Thursday here. Carol, if you uh, didn't know, is somebody who really has a love of animals, so much so that she takes them in, so much so that people drop them off at her house, so much so that she has spent her house payment taking care of animals and helping others who have animals uh, that are in need. Maybe they need some surgery. Maybe they just need some food. Maybe just uh, a little TLC. Uh, Carol, make sure that they uh, they all end up in good homes. And, and you know, I I gotta say, I've been living now with three cats. Three. Told my wife when we first started going together, no cats,
3: no no <laughs> cats.
0: We've since that time we've had five. Two of them have passed.
3: And you totally Lenny, baby your other your three you have
0: Lenny and uh, Sock are, are they cross the rainbow bridge, and so we've got uh, uh, Prince, aka Poopy. We've got uh, Gomer Hayes, aka Monkey. And Gomer, you mentioned Gomer. Gomer has nicknames that I can't use on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what what Tina calls him. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, they're they're all pretty good cats. You know, Uh, finally, Gomer is just so weird. You know where cats sleep? You see them sleeping somewhere and you think, why in the world are you sleeping on the chest of drawers? Yes. And your body's hanging off halfway. How can you sleep? How can you be comfortable?
3: We have a cat just like that. It's Ah. so, like, what are you doing?
0: And then you pick them up and you set them on, like, a cat bed, or you set them on your bed, and you know, like, and so it's been nice. And, and Gomer doesn't really like to be in the house if the weather's nice, even you know when it's late. So I woke up this morning about three thirty, looked around, didn't see Gomer. Went, sure enough, there he was sitting at the front door, and so I let him in, and uh, he and Hayes followed me down to my room. And normally, Gomer, he'll jump up on the windowsill and sit in the window, right? Uh-huh. Um, he decided he wanted to jump in bed with us this morning, so I had a haze on one side, <laughs> Gomer on the other, and then uh, Prince was somewhere. Prince or Poopy or whatever we're calling him at the time, but it was so nice to see Gomer kind of relax and stretch out on the bed for a change.
3: uh uh-huh.
0: That's just how we roll. 8.44. Let's talk more about uh, Carol Nowicki. She is a very uh, giving, caring, wonderful person. I... uh I know the Nowickies.
3: She's pretty awesome.
0: And uh, so she... Of course, she just Bill's awesome, too. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's gotta, a good guy. Got to give him some props. Absolutely. Um, but the thing is, is they are just... Uh, and, and I would say that, you know, Carol does a lot for the animals. But uh, maybe every once in a while she, you know, she says... Uh, Bill is—is is, is this okay that I'm doing this? I mean, especially when you're talking the house
3: payment. <laughs> he is—he's—he's he's a good supporter of her. That's for sure. Yes, when your spouse gives up a house payment to care for a, an animal, yes, that's probably um, a, a conversation you want to have together. But uh, he's very supportive of of her passion and um, what she's doing is pretty amazing. So, um, so I asked her what was one of her craziest rescues, and she said that. It was when they lived in St. Louis, and she had gone to a house right. where they knew there were puppies under the porch. So Carol's tiny and so little, and so they took her. So she she was the smallest person, so she had to go climb under the porch. <laughs> so she climbs under the porch, and she's trying to grab these eight little puppies, and it's hard, and you know you don't know whether or not there's a spider or a snake next to you, you know. And uh, she got stuck and couldn't get out of. the... Oh my goodness! Yeah, they had to call the fire department in. <laughs> To get her out <laughs> from under the porch, so oh, rescued, baby, and then she's trying to pull these eight puppies out. Oh, man, so that they're saved. And yeah, she said it was, it was quite the story. I wow. said, Oh gosh, I would love to have seen that. In fact, she just got stuck under a porch last summer, too, <laughs> but she got herself out. But she was, I mean, she's clearly willing to do just about anything. Uh, to uh to rescue an animal. So uh Carol has been struggling with cancer for a little while and I've heard that. And yeah. she um God love her, she is still goes out. She goes out and uh Bill helps her in the car now if they need to make an emergency run for something. Um she's decided that She's gonna stop treatment um, for a while. She's tired of doctors and needles and all of those things. God love her. I totally respect that. God love her. Um, Not I haven't been through the same thing, but with a kidney transplant and dialysis and such, you you poked and prodded, and it is. I understand. Um, So she's um, really just you know gonna stop treatment, and she is um, gonna just try to continue on to do as much as she can as long as she can. Be strong, Carol. Amen.
0: Be strong.
3: She is strong. I mean, that woman. I mean, she is. She's been through a lot. And that's tough,
0: just, though. I mean, to to be in a situation where you're on chemotherapy. Um, that might be the type. Is, is that the treatment? Is, is yeah. she on chemo? Mm-hmm.
3: She was. Yeah. And go through all of that,
0: and then decide one day to just to stop doing it. I mean, that's that's well, that's a really big decision. And and, and I'm guessing, uh, you know, she probably talked to her husband and her family. And uh, her doctors, and her doctors probably suggested that uh, that's probably not a good idea. But you know what? I get it wholeheartedly. I, I mean, I understand I that one hundred percent. I do too. And you know, gosh, you're going in, you're getting those chemotherapy treatments. They're drained into you, man. They're just, they're just that. That's just so tough. I, I mean, I watched my dad go through that when he had colorectal cancer, and you know, th- the dude was six eight. He was well over three hundred pounds. Went in for his first cancer surgery. They didn't get it all, so they're like, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can do. This is back in 1977, 78, when cancer treatment, you know, wasn't where it is today. Right. Uh, and so just watching him wither away was, was so tough, you know. And, and He didn't want us, you know, he didn't want me, he didn't want my sister to see him. And so, uh, w- you know, in the last six months or so of his life, we, we rarely got to spend time with him because he just didn't want us to see him, you know, wither away. Right, and so I know how difficult that is, man. And, and and Carol, that that is such a that's such a bold move for you. But I think, you know, sometimes it's amazing what they what the human mind can do. You know,
3: absolutely, oh, totally, I do believe that. I think that it matters. I think um, when Todd Todd had been in a bad accident years ago and and had to go to a rehab hospital, and they told us what that you know his positiveness and his go-getting and his willingness to do all you know that they asked him to do makes a difference and Carol's got a positive attitude and, and she she does not like to take pain pills she will she doesn't take them period Right. she takes Tylenol Good and that's her. it That's it. Um, and she, that's just the way she rolls and she just said she's going to keep on keeping on and doing what she does I'll, Bill has to help her like said in and out of the car and stuff like that now but she doesn't stop her That doesn't stop her yeah. So I said, you know, what do you, what do you want your legacy to be? I mean, what do you want, you know, people to think? And she said, she said, I, she said, she is hoping someone that will step up and take over what she does. But she said she hopes others will show kindness to animals. Um, she talked again about the adopting a dog instead of buying a dog. Um, and she said when people go out and they adopt a dog out of a shelter, she said, I just, I just want them um she hopes that they think about her right and, and what she's done. So um it I I just I I um I'm so impressed with her and I, I every day you pop on in Facebook and you'll see different things she's doing. I mean she's been through chemo, she's still she's not feeling great um now and she's still on there doing things and, and so um like she said she hopes that someone will take over right. and do that. Um but anyway a shout out to Carol. Uh, you're amazing and um I, I don't know where I don't know where these dogs would be. I mean three hundred ninety nine last year alone. Think about all that. Um, you know, you've made a huge difference in a lot of animals' lives and people for that matter. And so um
0: That's a that's over a dog a day.
3: Um oh let's see here. She said oh she just sent me a message. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. She said, Um, I wish I would have said that I still work sometimes. 14, 16 hours a day on my phone, still from bed to help all the local pets. Yeah. When there is a need, I ask for donations. Um, let's see. When there is a need, I ask for donations for the vet office, or I have a PayPal card that I use for only payments to the vet. I could not ask for a better community to live in. Lake of the Ozarks, what a town. Uh, Carol Nowicki, she said, I developed a bone marrow disease 12 years ago. Um, called some word I don't know, which places you in bone cancer, um, which now also is in my blood. Then I also have um, a lung disease. So, good lord. Yeah, and she she's true. It's right. She works fourteen to sixteen hours a day on from her bed doing things. I mean, taking phone calls. I mean, heck, like I said, the one last night.
0: Does she have a Carol? Do you have a? If you're listening, do you have a particular shelter that you work through? Um, you know, if you. If you live in a specific part of town, do you work with all the shelters? The, you, she mentioned our veterinary at the lake, and uh, what was the other one? Lake Ozark Pet Hospital or something? It is
3: the um, Lake Lake Pet in Eldon. Lake Pet in Eldon. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I know that uh, she she's she's involved with three different rescues. Um, or shelters. She was um, very active in one in St. Louis because they lived there for quite many years, and that's where she got stuck under the porch too. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, <laughs> she does belong to two other ones, but she hasn't popped back and told me what they are. So if she well, does, we'll. Uh...
0: She works with the uh, the pet hospital in Eldon, uh, our veterinary uh, at the lake. Our veterinary has got like gosh, they've got three or four different places where you can go. St. Roberts, uh, they've got a couple others. I, I know there's one that they're working on. And James and his wife that own that, yeah. um, she's the, I think she's the head vet. Yes. Uh, there and, I mean, the, gosh, those people, man, they just, they support as much as they can possibly support. <clears throat> I'm not familiar with the folks in Eldon, but I'm sure that's a great facility as well.
3: Oh, they're so nice.
0: You've got to have, you know, the thing about the, the thing about being involved with an animal shelter, is you have to be patient, and see, that's the hardest problem I would have being involved as far as, you know, when people come in and they have to surrender an animal or animals. As a matter of fact, uh, we do a lot through Ozarks Cat and Canine for uh, uh, the What's Burning Show, you know, KB's Furry Friends, and it's sponsored, by the way, by our veterinary at the lake. And so we just had, they just had, that day that we were there, we were were there this Monday, we go in every two weeks, we shoot a segment with a cat and with uh, a dog. And the, uh, this woman had to surrender her two beautiful dogs. They were a husky mix, beautiful, a female, a male, kind of like brother and sister, and the reason she had to surrender them was so that she could uh, have her mother move in with her, so her mother, you know, she could take care of her mom, and... She didn't want the dogs in the house because she was afraid that, you know, they might knock mom over, take her out, because they're pretty active. They were only nine months old, but oh. they were huge. I mean, uh, brother and sister. And it was Bob. I love that. And what was the the other dog's name? I can't remember the girl's name, but... Uh, oh, Bob and Sadie. Oh. Yeah, Bob and Sadie. And I thought, that sounds like a married couple. It you does. Know?
3: <laughs> Bob and Sadie, but they're
0: brother and sister. And... Uh, I, you might look over at the, uh, the shelter there in Ozarks, cat and canine, but I'm willing to bet right now that they're probably already adopted because mm. they were both very well-behaved. The hope was that they would be adopted together since they were brother and sister, um, but I don't know. Um, the male has these beautiful ice blue eyes. I, you just, know what?
3: I saw a picture of them. Yeah. I did. I, they, that, those eyes were incredible.
0: And the the girl, the female, she has such a beautiful, like, rust color.
3: They were They were gorgeous. Yeah yeah definitely you know that's the thing I mean sometimes things situations arise that it doesn't always mean that there's a um something bad has happened to the animal it yeah. just doesn't um this morning in fact, I got a call I was on the way here <laughs> and I get a call from somebody who um literally hysterical crying yeah and she um her husband passed away l- last summer and she has shattered oh, her kneecap oh, my and Lord. she has two horses that she can't take care of yeah you know and so um it's not that she doesn't love them. Here comes
0: Mindy and Todd with the trailer.
3: Right, right. <laughs> so, she, uh, yeah, I'll be going today or tomorrow to go pick up these horses. And, That's awesome. And she does not, um, she's not a bat. She's not, you know, she loves them, yeah. but she can't care for them. So there are those situations like that, you know, that are out there. So,
0: Well, and and again, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, uh, people throwing a puppy out the window or something. And uh, if, if somebody sees you doing that, I would hope that, you know, if you've got in the technological age that we live in, Uh, You get a picture of that or something. Um, But, again, you know, finding people $1,000, that's a little rough. Like I said, you have to understand the circumstances surrounding it. But at the same time, you know, there are, and and here's the deal with that, there are plenty of local shelters in the area. The only problem is is a lot of times these places are full. I mean, you can't, there's nothing you can do to get an animal in the door. And most people don't want to leave an animal at a shelter where there's the potential for that animal to be euthanized.
3: Um, Well, that's where Carol comes in.
0: Yeah. But, you know, and we've got, you know, here's the thing, you know, you've got people like Carol that go to the well and even sacrifice their own financial well-being to take care of these animals. And you know how a large part of this could be knocked out and taken care of? If you would get your animal spayed, if you would get your animal neutered. You know, folks, there are low-cost, no-cost spayed and neutering opportunities all over the lake. And, real, and, and I'm not going to sit here and preach to people, but I am going to say that all you have to do is pick up the phone and call somebody, or if you don't know, call the local city hall. Uh, you know, call the, the, the county folks and say, hey, listen, I've got these animals here. We love them. We want to keep them. We want to take care of them, but we don't want them reproducing, so things get out of control. Uh, where can I take this animal to be spayed? Where can I take this animal, animal to be neutered? And and there are low cost, no cost spade and neutering clinics, but people just don't want to take advantage of it. And and, and to me, if you know, it's like anything else. You know, you're not gonna let your baby crawl around uh, you know, outside without, you know, keeping an eye on it or mm-hmm. you know, you put a diaper on the baby and you feed the baby and you take care of the baby. Well, these animals are basically babies. They're not human beings and I can, you know, understand how some people view that, but if you're gonna have an animal, folks, at least be responsible for it.
3: That's yeah. the biggest thing. If you if you want an animal, wonderful, but it means you're responsible. That means you you do take care of vets and have the money to do those sort of things. So, definitely. And I mean, you know, like like you know, there's Carol has uh, you know made such a difference in so many. But like I said, dog and human lives. Um, she's just absolutely amazing, and
0: yeah. Well, Carol, we salute you. Hats off to you. Our thoughtful Thursday uh, uh, is, is really kind of swinging into uh, something that we wanted to because it's people like you that make a difference in the community. Selfless acts that uh, you know—you don't care, you don't uh, look at the circumstances, you don't—you know—weigh the pluses and minuses. You basically see an animal in need and you take care of it. Three hundred ninety-nine animals last year. Three
3: hundred ninety-nine.
0: That's—that's more than than at the. That's like what. Uh, that's eight times the sales ranch because you've got 50 over there right so yeah yeah Think literally eight that. times i mean so she is basically taking care of an animal at least every day oh. almost every day i would imagine
3: absolutely i mean it's just she's amazing and and uh, she is passionate and she isn't an, you know she's going to keep on going as long as she can keep on going so.
0: absolutely well we salute you Carol Nowicki and people like you because we know that there are a lot of people around uh, we're kind of like that. I mean, we see an animal in need. We try to figure oh. out where it's at and what, you know, if we could get tags or what. And eventually it ends up, you know, because every time a new animal comes around, I always look at the animal as soon as my wife starts feeding it. And I said, and then there were four, <laughs> and,
6: and then there were five,
0: <laughs> and then there were a whole lot. But hey, Mindy, thanks as always for doing the hard work, the leg work, finding the great people around the Lake of the Ozarks that are noteworthy, who don't really want the attention. They don't want any spotlight shined on them but they're doing great things, and we really appreciate that. So thank you, ma'am.
3: Oh, it's my pleasure. It's a it's an it's a awesome gig I have here. If
0: you know of somebody that uh, would be noteworthy, that would be worth discussing on Thoughtful Thursday with Mindy Sales, uh, how can they get a hold of you?
3: Well, they can um, just message me on Facebook, right. Mindy Sales. Uh, um, and you can also call me which or text me, which I don't mind at all, which people have done before, 573 525 and I'm going to correct and switch my face the Facebook page over to uh, Thoughtful Thursday, so that'll be up and going later this afternoon on KB's um, request.
0: Hey man, just want people going when they see it, and they know exactly what they're what they're getting into when they go to that Facebook page. Absolutely, it's great to see you.
3: Oh, it's so nice to see you.
0: Hello to you and uh, Todd and all the uh, saleses wherever they may be. Thank you. And uh, we will see you back here again next Thursday.
3: Looking forward to it.
0: Nine o'clock is uh, the time right here on the Midwest Coast. We've got information for you now. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris as we like to refer to him. He looks a little bit like Brad Pitt. if you If you... Look real close. I've never seen him. He looks like Brad Pitt. He is uh, taking care of business with sports on The Daily Show here on Key Radio, and we thank you for listening. Stick around. Out of the break, Danny Ellison, The Educated Redneck, is coming up. Business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo news cut for Thursday, March 3rd. Have you ever wondered what it's like to snag a paddlefish? Well, Missouri Conservation can show you how. MDC is hosting a free clinic on Saturday, April 16th in Warsaw to teach first time snaggers how to catch these prehistoric fish. MDC will provide boats and equipment. More information about the clinic at MDC.mo.gov. Governor Mike Parsons has selected Paula Nicholson to serve as the acting director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Nicholson, a Missouri native, has served within DHSS for more than 22 years. Parsons spoke of the new director in glowing terms in a press release saying Paula was a key player in Missouri's COVID-19 response efforts. The Osage Beach Board of Aldermen meets tonight at City Hall. Big item on the agenda, the outlet mall. The board will discuss whether or not to consider a TIF to help developers fund the redevelopment of the mall. The developers say a TIF is vital for their vision of the mall's future. No details on their plans yet, but they've promised a world-class destination. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Portions of the programming on key radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents second homeowners visitors and the boating community to the lake of the ozarks lake expo features real estate and boats for sale upcoming events at the lake and their exclusive boating club x toe download the free lake expo app on the app store and google play lakeexpo.com the lake's trusted news source
2: Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Hockey play last night. Saw the Blues come up short, losing on the road to the Rangers in New York. Still a good season, really good season going for the Blues. Second place in the Western Conference. They'll look to bounce back at the Islanders on Saturday. High school hoops last night. District tournament play at Osage High School. Osage, a loser last night to Fair Grove. So the season comes. Comes to an end for the Indians with a 14 and 12 overall record. Versailles won its district semifinal, knocking off a good California team. Both teams with 19 wins going into that game last night. Versailles comes out with a win, so they'll advance to the district championship game tomorrow night. Elden season and Camdenton season came to an end earlier in the week. Eldon finished 7 and 19. Camdenton 3 and 22. Max Creek girls finished finished the season 23 and 3 they lost in their district final but it was still a great season max creek boys and girls coach ron dugan featured on this week's lake tv high school basketball coaches show at seen everyday at 10 2 and 6 College Hoops, Mizzou Tigers play their last game of the regular season a Saturday at home to Georgia. They're 10-20 on the season. MSU Bears open their conference tournament play quarterfinal round tomorrow night. Mizzou Baseball off to a great start. They're 6-1 and one on the young season. They will play tomorrow. They open a three-game home series against Tarleton. The Mizzou softball team, the Lady Tigers 12-4, they take on Bradley this weekend. Hey, you got a check? Check out KB on TV. That's right. It's Kevin KB Burns with uh, his show every day at 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. Almost every hour, Lake TV can be seen on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday
0: portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station
2: featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV.
0: The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash radio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Now that's service right there. 908. That's service right there, boy. <clears throat> I don't have to get up and get my own coffee. Coffee comes to me. And that's because of the lovely Janice. Janice Lacasse here at SRG Financial Advisor. She's just good like that, man. She just takes good care of people as uh, they all do here. Uh, you got Aubrey, Christopher, Dan, Janice. Bill, we're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. We love the daylights out of it. And i got to say everybody's just really, really, really impressed with this studio. It looks like the real deal because it is the real deal. 9.09 is our time. 62, the expected high. 39, the low tonight. Uh, we'll see plenty of sunshine during the day. Abundant sunshine, as they have, uh, have described it here uh, with this forecast. 48 degrees and a mostly clear <laughs> sky. Getting ready to talk to our good friend, the one and only educated redneck, Danny Ellison. We'll bring Danny on here in just a second. 72 the high tomorrow, 72 the high on Saturday. 59 with some showers in the afternoon, evening on Sunday, maybe some snow showers early on Monday. High of 39, low 25. 49 the expected high on Tuesday, 58 Wednesday, 61 on Thursday. So we are just chugging along into the month of March. No problems there. Hey, let's take a look at what's going on there at Bagnell Dam. As of 9 a.m., 654.2 is the current lake level, river level at 553.771. Let's bring him in here and get him all fired up, get you all fired up, and talk to our good buddy, the one and only educated redneck, Mr. Danny Ellison. Danny, how you doing this morning, brother? It's always uh, great to hear from you. What's up? I'm waking up in the van at a truck stop. I'm on my way to do some work this
7: weekend, so I I'm see. a happy boy.
0: So where are, are, you, are, you still in, are you still in Virginia or have you traveled outside of the state? Well,
7: uh, I'm heading outside the state, but I'm still in Virginia this morning. Okay. Um, sitting, I, I drive to get outside of Virginia Beach, get out of the daytime traffic. And <laughs> if you leave at night, there's no traffic you get yourself about 3 hours outside of town to one of my favorite truck stops and pull in and just spend the night.
0: There you go man, that's uh that's the way to do it. I saw this van yesterday and it was uh I think it was a big old Dodge van probably from about the mid 90s and this guy he had it all beefed up. It had like a uh, almost what you would call almost like a cow catcher on the front of it. You know, that big the big grill, the big thing that you, uh, the metal apparatus you can put over the grill of your vehicle to keep it from, you know, like if you encounter a deer and he had some big tires with some big tread on there and then he had like a, a gas can and a water can on the back and he had the top all fixed up and everything. And it wasn't a Creeper van. Don't get me wrong. It was not a Creeper van. I knew exactly what this guy was planning on doing with this van. And that's, you know, if he ends up having to uh, off-road it a little bit or maybe, you know, things happen, the bottom drops out and he is is, is off the grid. But I thought, now that kind of reminds me of a, a vehicle that you might see Danny Ellison and in, uh, in Dillinger traveling in uh, as far as, you know, going around town and uh, or going around the country, wherever you're headed. So I, I saw that yesterday and I thought of you and I said, boy, uh, it'll be nice when uh, we get things worked out and we can get Danny uh, here in uh, Osage Beach to uh, to come by and see us, and I know you're working on doing that, but that's uh, that's going to be a while down the road. So you're uh, you're at a truck stop in Virginia, getting ready to head out of state. But I know that you're always ready at the drop of a hat to do some ranting and raving. So why don't you uh, why don't you jump on in there, brother? Well, it's been it's been a week since the uh, Putin invasion. I, I still laugh every time
7: I say we're having trouble with Putin. I'm sorry. It's just, it's the child in me.
0: <laughs>
7: uh, <but it's, laughs> especially when they say Joe's having trouble with Putin. It just really sends me off the deep end.
0: Well, now, if, if, <laughs> if anybody's going to have but, trouble with Putin, it would probably be Joe because he's a little bit older and he's probably not as regular as he used to be.
7: <laughs> uh. Well, it's funny because. It, it always comes down to this when we when we start talking about war. Um, who has the most resolve? And as the reports are coming out, and of course we're dealing with reports, so we're always getting secondhand information. As the reports are coming out, it seems that the Russians are having trouble with their resolve. And, and the armed populace of Ukraine is putting up more resistance than they thought it would. Yes. You know, Papa Joe said, you know, your M-16 is no good. We have nukes. Well, that's the problem. You've got to go to the nukes. Having nukes and using nukes are two different things, kids. I could I could have a whole closet full of nukes, but if I don't use them, they're useless. And so now we're getting to the point where all of these people tried. oh, you know, Putin's crazy, he's he's. Uh, he's Look, all world leaders that start wars are crazy. I, I guarantee you Hitler couldn't pass any kind of test that says he was any kind of sane. It, war is insanity. That's what we're trying. We're trying to normalize war is what we're trying to do. We're trying to say that, you know, if you just kill the people fighting and leave the citizens alone, it's it's okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's cool. You know, and then there's rules. You can't use cluster bombs or, Rules are not for war, kids. That's what we need to understand. War is bad. War always will be bad. And if if this keeps going, it can spread. Because see it's all you've already got people giving munitions to Ukraine and and there's an Indian drone that just wiped out a column of Russian equipment. And it's spreading. Even though it's not spreading, there's people getting involved. This is how World War I and World War II started. Right. And, you know, it starts with a small conflict. It keeps running. It gets worse. And, and now I've seen people that are, that are, like, all upset about, you know, uh, Ukraine was once part of Russia. Okay, the world has been changing, but I think we came into this century trying to never have war again. And that's why this is disturbing so many people yeah. because we thought we'd finally reached the point where war wouldn't happen. But it's obvious there's always going to, as long as there's governments, there'll be war. Let that sink in because governments start wars. It wasn't the people. It was Putin who started this war. So let's make this clear. Every war that has been started on the planet earth has been started by governments. That's why our founding fathers wrote a document to restrict our government and our ignoring it has led us to a place where the whole world is unsafe because every government thinks it's their right to just start a war whenever they want. Look what's happened in New Zealand. All those people resisting restrictions and, peacefully protesting, the only violence I have seen done so far wasn't by the truckers, wasn't by the protesters in New Zealand. It was the government when it was trying to shut them up from expressing their opinion. Right. Again, government, look at history, folks, always ends up being the oppressor.
0: Well, let, 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 and let's make another point when it comes to uh, governments creating war. They create the wars. They don't fight the wars. They put other people in their places to fight the wars. They send, in most cases, young men and women out to fight the war. You know, I'm trying to remember the song and the lyric where they talk about how uh, these people, you know, they make the wars. They create the issues and the problems, and then they send other people out to do their dirty work, which is basically what it is. You know what I mean? You don't see Putin running out there, strapping on uh, a helmet and some gear and grabbing an AK and, and, you know, jumping on a tank and, you know, hollering charge. He's got other people that are out there doing it for him. And they always make the profit. The government always makes the
7: profit. The government always gets paid. The government always gets the best. And the citizens end up doing the bidding, taking the casualty, losing the money and suffering the losses. It just hasn't become apparent to anybody you're, you're blind. You're blind with that. And so it's one of those things that I don't, I don't think people think about it because I'm hearing all these people, Oh, the government, you know, the government says this and the government, The government was never meant to lead in the United States. The government in the United States was supposed to make a, a level playing field, and the people were supposed to lead. And that way we didn't have a government telling people to run off to war. But we have forgotten that in a little over 200 years, and we are right back to where we started from, if not actually worse than where we started from. Right.
0: And then on top of it, we we do things. Well, that history. It's yeah. history, memory history, kids. Right, right. And then and then we do other things along the way when we talk about wars, where we uh, we tie the hands of those people that we are asking to go fight these wars with things like rules of engagement. You know, you can only be you can only fire if fired upon. You have to wait for somebody to uh, uh, to put you in the crosshairs and shoot at you, and hopefully they don't hit you. Uh, in order for you to be able to have the opportunity to turn around and fire back, so we not only put people in the the, the leadership puts people in their places. You started this war, but you're not going to fight it. you're just gonna sit there in the comfort of you know your office or your home or wherever you're you're doing all this from and allow other people to uh, to die and then you're going to compound that by offering things like, oh, well let's let's put these rules of engagement in place and see if that doesn't make war a little bit more, how shall we say, palatable.
7: Well, that's that's the whole thing. We are trying to make war something that is reasonable. And war is not reasonable. That's what we've got to get over. We've got to quit trying this whole switcheroo where we go. That's okay, because Putin, he says he's going in there for the safety of his people. Sure, he is. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin said it: "You give up your rights for safety, you end up with neither." And that's exactly where we're at. Right. Again, history has has my back, but we don't want to remember history. We just want to say, "Oh, we're special." We're different. It's not going to be the same this time. Yeah, it is going to be the same time. It's always going to be the same. War is always bad. We should never have it. But as long as there's governments, there will be war.
0: Well, <clears throat> there's no doubt about and that. that and, and and here, you uh, know, and it's sad. It's truly sad. It's truly sad. But here's the thing. It's it's. I, I think in a lot of cases. or I I would hope in most cases, that if it does end up coming to this, that it would be something that you would want to get over and get done with as quickly as possible. But obviously that's not the case. I mean, look how long the United States was in Afghanistan. Um, We had Operation Desert Storm and Operation Desert Shield and Operation This and Operation That. Now, those wars went relatively quickly, Because when we went after Iraq, uh, rather than going into the country and finishing off uh, Saddam Hussein, we stopped in Kuwait and said, no, maybe we shouldn't go, you know, we we, we shouldn't get into this thing too much farther because, uh, uh, well, you know, we we could run into some snags, we could run into some issues. But I think they did a a huge disservice by not finishing the job there because of that allowed uh, these folks to go back in and light these oil wells on fire, which... uh, wasn't that great? Now, there were some people that were definitely thinking about the environment at the time. Now, weren't they? However, um, you, you know, you, you want to get in, you want to get out, you want to get it done. But, you know, much like the United States, much like the Russians, when the Russians invaded Afghanistan, the United States was in there for a huge uh, amount of time, two decades. And then we just up and decided, well, we don't want to be here anymore, so we're going to pull everybody out and uh, made it look pretty uh, pathetic, which, which, again, I think is, is something we saw not only when the United States left Afghanistan, but certainly when the United States pulled out of Vietnam.
7: Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's funny. We, we're there with such resolve until we're not. Yeah, And then, okay, we'll just move on. You know, let's forget it. But See, that's the thing. Nobody in Washington bears any responsibility any backlash, anything for what they've done. Nobody in that mission, that failed pull out that had people die in, clinging to airplanes, nobody suffered. Nobody in the decision-making apparatus lost a job, got a reprimand, did anything. It's just, oh, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and there's there's no responsibility anywhere in Washington they can do whatever they want screw up as bad as they want and the American public will just forget and reelect them
0: <laughs> as sad as that is it's sad but true Danny it certainly is sad but true
7: and, and you know and so the economy here we're going to start suffering I mean gas jumped 20 cents a gallon overnight we're pushing four dollars a gallon in Virginia And old Papa Joe was out there on the campaign trail promising us puppy dogs and chickens in every pot. (laughs) And now we've been sitting out here watching a most miserable, abysmal failure of a president ever. And the best they can do is still blame Trump. I'm hearing that. Who's Trump. Look, Papa Joe's in the presidency. He's responsible now, kids. If you're gonna sit there and lay this all on Trump when he was president, we can sit here and lay all this on Biden. Biden's response to the uh, COVID, a abject failure. He stood there under a year ago. I can't believe people can't remember a year ago nope. and said, The vaccine's here, that's saved, it's over, go back to doing what you're doing, and then it wasn't a couple of weeks later. Oh the vaccine doesn't work, but you don't get it sick and now everybody's doing what we should have done the first time and just go on with life. understand that there is a virus out there killing people. Do your free protocols, you know, wash your hands, keep your distance. And we should have never closed the thing. Cause I read an article the other day, 70% of restaurants owned by small people are on the verge of collapse. We have destroyed the middle class with our response. While Amazon, Google, all your big companies who pay these representatives they have in Washington have made billions. The average American is suffering, underpaid, ready to go out of business and fighting this rabid inflation that has been caused by this money grab where they shut everything down, flung a bunch of money at people, created, and they're trying to, oh, it's it's private business causing the inflation. No, you set all this up by telling people to go home and sending them money to stay there. You set this up. You put the wheel in motion. This is your baby. It's at your feet. But again, nobody will remember that because they didn't remember. This guy's been a failure for 47 years in Washington. This guy has said some of the most racist things that if a Republican had said them, he would be finished. But Democrats can wear blackface, face say racist things and they will be ignored well sure
0: <laughs> absolutely I mean pay no <clears throat> pay no attention to what they're doing and, and, and this is something okay. that actually this is actually something I was going to talk about after we uh, we got done with our conversation here this morning is how much more how much deeper can you go to try and blame Donald Trump for what's going on in the world today. Now, if, if it was a beaming, booming economy, you know the Biden administration would be taking credit for it, while the Trump uh, the, the Trump folks would say, well, you know, we kind of set the table for you there. But uh, and another thing is the fact that uh, when you look at uh, the fact that they're trying to uh, deflate any opportunity for Donald Trump to run for president in 2024, whether or not he does it, is another thing, but... Uh, you know, he might have somebody in mind that he would like to prop up. And so what are they doing now? Of course, they're trying to smear him as much as possible. So if he does indeed give an endorsement to someone else, like, say, a Josh Hawley from uh, the state of Missouri, if he were to give that person an endorsement, uh, uh, people would say, well, you know, look who it's coming from. It's coming from Donald Trump. It's not coming from anybody who we look at and really consider to be someone who has done good things for this country. Uh, whether you like it or not, he's done a lot of good for this country. The Biden administration has come in and derailed most of that. The executive orders that uh, uh, Trump signed, um, Biden has come in and countersigned on those, or yanked them, whatever you want to call it. And and so now we're basically back where we are. We're floundering. Gas prices, as you mentioned, are, are up. We have inflation. I mean... I went to the store yesterday and I bought two things. I bought two things and it cost me nearly twenty dollars for two things. And they were things that I bought in years past where, holy mackerel! You might pay five, you might pay seven dollars, you might pay even ten dollars, but nearly twenty bucks? Are you kidding me?
7: Well, it's my merchandise. Everything I purchase has gone up at least at least thirty or fifty percent. Wow. It's uh, and then and then you've got a lead time where I used to be able to order something and have it on my doorstep in a week. Now it's taking six to seven weeks to get stuff. Yeah, we have we have effectively destroyed a lot of this country with a paranoid germaphobic response, a la monk. It's almost like Tony Shalhoub has been running this response, <laughs> and it has. <laughs> It's <laughs> like I said, we went from making fun of germaphobes to becoming germaphobes, and this this insanity that has been put on us, I don't know if you saw the video of DeSantis yesterday, it was absolutely hilarious, did you catch the one where he was getting ready to give a speech at a college, and he walked in, and there were four students wearing masks, and he looked at him and he goes, please, can we stop this theater, this is not needed Take your mask off if you want. And nobody, this is doing whether they want to admit or not. Remember when Trump said this would just disappear into the night. And what is it doing? It is disappearing into the night right before an election year when the Democrats are looking to take a waxing because they don't represent the people's views. They are finally backtracking and peddling and taking away the mask mandates and taking away the vax mandates because they understand if they go into an election year with all that stuff hanging around their neck, they're going to take a waxing of a proportion that was never seen before.
0: Yes, sir, I do believe that you are correct, and I do believe that uh, we are going to see some major changes coming up here in this uh, midterm election that uh, hopefully will help turn things around for uh, and set the table a little bit for uh, the presidential election in 2024. Hey, Danny Ellison, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, safe travels, my friend. Always great to check in with you. Keep us posted on your location. Keep us posted on uh, some things you got going on, comedy shows and the like. And you can be found and heard at uh, a variety of different places. And why don't you run those down for us real quick?
7: Uh, I do a new show. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to do it. It's the first time I'm doing it on the road. Uh, I do a new show I call laughing at the news where I give you my take on the news and what's out there. And I try to do it, uh, in a funny and entertaining way. Of course I do rant and rave. You know me
0: That's it's (laughs) on
7: rumble.com. I'm under the educated redneck one word, no spaces. That's my favorite place to do my news. I have YouTube and all the other things, but right now, I'm trying to build my following on that, get my viewership up, and keep that little weekly new that uh, daily news show going, and maybe grow it into something. You never can tell. I'm always trying to find that next project that will make it so I can make money when I'm old and decrepit and can't (laughs) crawl into my van and go travel the highway. All
0: right, man. Well, listen, whatever you decide to do, keep on doing what you're doing because we love it. We enjoy it. And we look forward to having you back here again next Thursday on The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key, keyradio.live. And, of course, you can check us out, free apps for your Android and iPhone. Danny, stay safe. We'll talk to you again soon. And thank you, my brother.
7: Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. I hope you all have a beautiful day on that wonderful lake that you live on.
0: We will do our best, sir. We've got some great weather to do it with. And Of course, we've always got the thoughts of our good friend, Mr. Danny Ellison, backing us up 100%. 9.32 is our time. Let's get into the final information break of the morning. Stacy Johnson with a check of local news from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. And... Ooh, Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris with a check of sports, very diligent, stays on top of it, lets you know what's happening here locally, statewide, and on the professional level as well. It is 9.32, and you're listening to The Daily Show on 89.3. The Chief.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Thursday, March 3rd. Have you ever wondered what it's like to snag a paddlefish? Well, Missouri Conservation can show you how. MDC is hosting a free clinic on Saturday, April 16th in Warsaw to teach first-time snaggers how to catch these prehistoric fish. MDC will provide boats and equipment. More information about the clinic at mdc.mo.gov. Governor Mike Parsons has selected Paula Nicholson to serve as the acting director of the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Nicholson, a Missouri native, has served within DHSS for more than 22 years. Parsons spoke of the new director in glowing terms in a press release. St. Paula was a key player in Missouri's COVID-19 response efforts. The Osage Beach Board of Aldermen meets tonight at City Hall. Big item on the agenda, the Outlet Mall. The board will discuss whether or not to consider a TIF to help developers fund the redevelopment of the mall. The developers say a TIF is vital for their vision of the mall's future. No details on their plans yet, but they've promised a world-class destination. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com.
0: Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkison talks about Victoria Station.
4: We offer a large selection of home accessories and gifts in several different styles, several different themes, from nautical to contemporary to traditional. Our goal is to bring well-priced products into the Lake of the Ozarks that serve your home accessories and gift-giving needs. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30.
2: Schneider with your key radio Lake TV sports update for this Thursday. Hockey play last night saw the Blues come up short, losing on the road to the Rangers in New York. Still a good season, really good season going for the Blues. Second place in the Western Conference. They'll look to bounce back at the Islanders on Saturday. High school hoops last night: District tournament play at Osage High School. Osage a loser last night to Fair Grove, so the season comes to an end for the Indians with a fourteen and twelve overall record. Versailles won its district semifinal, knocking off a good California team. Both teams with 19 wins going into that game last night. Versailles comes out with a win, so they'll advance to the district championship game tomorrow night. Eldon's season and Camdenton season came to an end earlier in the week. Eldon finished 7-19, Camdenton 3-22. Max Creek girls finished the season 23-3. They lost in their district final but it was still a great season. Max Creek boys and girls coach Ron Dugan featured on this week's Lake TV High School Basketball Coaches Show at Seen Every Day at 10, 2, and 6. College Hoops, Mizzou Tigers play their last game of the regular season a Saturday at home to Georgia. They're 10 and 20 on the season. MSU Bears open their conference tournament play quarterfinal round tomorrow night. Mizzou Baseball off to a great start. They're 6-1 on the young season. They will play tomorrow. They open a three-game home series against Tarleton. The Mizzou softball team, the Lady Tigers 12-4, they take on Bradley this weekend. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right, it's Kevin KB Burns with uh, his show every day at 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about uncle chris at the top of the hour almost every hour lake tv can be seen on como channel 90 free on roku and streaming live 24 7 at mylakeTV.com. tv.com i'm chris schneider with your key radio lake tv sports update for this thursday
0: programming on key radio made possible in part by skelton key and lock When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area.
5: Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. The Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy, much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting The Key with your monthly donation.
0: If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. All right, 9.39, we've got about 21 minutes before the top of the hour. And thank you, as always, for taking the time to uh, join us right here on 89.3, The Key, keyradio.live. And, of course, uh, free apps for your iPhone, your Android. Go to your Google store, go to your app store, type in uh, keyradio, K E Y K. And uh, you're on board. You are on board. It's just that simple. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to tell your friends and neighbors as well. Uh, The more, the merrier, as they say. So please uh, do take the opportunity to uh, be a part of the solution. And also take the opportunity to give us a call this morning at 573-633-5395. What's going on? I mean, we're getting ready for a beautiful weekend. Uh, What are your plans for this wonderful weekend? Do you have any thoughts, any ideas? Uh, You got anything lined up that you're uh, planning on doing? I will tell you that the Friday edition of The Daily Show includes a visit from Bev Aylen, Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Bev will join us about 8.10. Talk to us until about 8.30. Let you know what's going on with that uh, group, that organization. And then Bob Lynch, uh, he will be in studio with us tomorrow from uh, 8.40 until about 9 o'clock. It is time to talk. Roads, bridges, infrastructure, all of that good stuff with Bob Lynch from the Missouri Department of Transportation. We will also offer you the opportunity to call in if you have a problem an issue a pothole, 573-633-5395. And Dave Maupin, Diamond Dave Maupin, joining us tomorrow. As he does in the 9 o'clock hour, we give him uh, the whole hour, basically, other than our news breaks at the top and bottom of each hour, to tell you about what's going on at those Camden County Commission meetings with Among the Dogwoods. Among the Dogwoods is something that uh, Dave is very proud of. He does an excellent job. And so uh, we invite you to join us for that. Coming up tomorrow, the Friday edition. Already got Herb Brownell locked in for next Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. Unky Herb, is sometimes we like to refer to him. See what's on his mind, see what's going on, and all that other good stuff. Today, uh, by the way, is World Wildlife Day. If you want to see the black rhino off the endangered species list, it says, let's do it together. <coughs> 33 Flavors. 33 Flavors Day is definitely the time to try out new ice cream flavors. Today is Canadian Bacon Day. Okay? A little different than uh, what we embrace and put on almost everything we eat, and that is uh, bacon. It's Canadian bacon. Bacon. Uh, Also, uh, National Cold Cuts Day. When I go into Subway, I get the cold cut combo, uh, the footlong, Italian herb and cheese uh, bread with provolone cheese, spinach, tomatoes, onion, black olives, uh, let's see here, jalapenos, uh, banana peppers, salt and pepper, vinegar and oil, mayonnaise, and sweet onion. You think that's a, a lot to put on a sandwich? It is, but they always do it right, so... The uh, national, I love cold cuts, man. Cold cuts, any type, uh, really offbeat types of processed meats. You know, the, the, a good day to check out your cold cut history, like bologna, um, sliced ham, sliced turkey, sliced cheese, I guess, to some degree. But the cold cuts, who, who remembers swiger? I love that stuff. I don't know if you consider that a cold cut, because you can cut it and then spread it on your bread. Uh, head cheese. That's always good. Another thing we would always have to have at the house when my grandpa arrived, Russian dressing and head cheese. Those were the two requirements. Or else he would not shut up until he got what he wanted there. Today is National Mulled Wine Day. National I Want You to Be Happy Day. National Hospitalist Day. uh, National Soup It Forward Day. Peach Blossom Day. World Hearing Day. What? Uh, absolutely. That's, and, and, and really, dealing with your hearing, I do that all the time because I am deaf. I am, without a doubt, one of the most deaf people you will ever meet. And I've even had people say to me, well, you know, I saw you in the store the other day and I hollered at you and you, you acted like you didn't even know me. Well, it's probably because I didn't hear you. It's not that I don't know you. And and, and I do that sometimes, I'll be, be honest. <laughs> oh, no, look who it is. Act like you don't hear them. Uh, and they're like 10 feet away. But dealing with your hearing is is very serious, folks, and that's something you want to take care of. Today is, uh, let's go back in time to find out about the significance of the Missouri Compromise. Today is Missouri Compromise Day, and what is it all about? As we look back, the Missouri Compromise Day is observed on March 3rd each year, and was established on this day in 1820 when the Missouri Compromise was approved by Congress. Now, the Missouri Compromise was a law that kept a balance in the Senate between free states and slave states. This new piece of legislation was passed by the 16th United States Congress on March 3, 1820 and signed by President James Monroe on March sixth of the same year. Free states were the ones in which slavery had been abolished, and slave states were those where slavery continued to be in practice. The Missouri Compromise, however... Only lasted for 34 years. The end of this compromise came to be the result of the U.S. Civil War. So there you go. I am not Professor Jim Paisley by any stretch of the imagination, so uh, don't even mistake me for the brilliant work that that man does when we have him on The Daily Show and or uh, over on What's Burning on Lake TV. But uh, today is Missouri Compromise Day, and now you know a little bit more about that. Today is also, I think I skipped a couple of them. Did I skip one up here at the top? Oh, National If Pets Had Thumbs Day, you know? And that would be so great if pets had thumbs because they could let themselves in and let themselves out. I wouldn't have to sit down and, you know, you know how it works. You know exactly how it works. You sit down and you're getting ready to enjoy your meal or you just want to chill out. And then here comes the dog or the cat and they want to go outside. And I always said, well, you know, if you had thumbs, this would be so much easier because you could let yourself in and out and come and go as you please. But by golly, when it's cold or it's hot, don't stand there with the darn door open. Finally, today, March 3rd, is National Anthem Day. Learn all about the fateful night which inspired our national anthem and discover ways to celebrate. Okay? So... uh, it was Francis Scott Key who saw the lights, right? And uh, in seeing the lights, it inspired him to write the Star Spangled Banner. And it has a rich history to match the pomp and circumstance any national anthem should garner for the country it represents. Um, this national anthem has come under fire in recent years. Of course, people kneeling for the national anthem, taking a knee, people saying that it was racist, you know. I, I guess if, if you want to be this way, anything and everything is, is racist. Anything and everything is racist. You can tag it with that racist label. Because somebody somewhere just doesn't have anything else to complain about, or nobody's paying attention to them, so they say, you know what? This is racist. That's racist. You're a racist. Well, it, it's, it's certainly nice when you meet somebody for the first time, and within you know, two to three minutes of, of, of meeting you, they have determined that you're a racist for one reason or another. Well, it's the person that you're with, or the clothes that you wear, or what uh uh whatever slogan is on your hat or your shirt. You're a racist, you know? And I just find it so refreshing when somebody calls me a racist or were to call me a racist, I'd look right back at him and I'd say, You know what, you're the one who's the racist, not me. I don't have any I don't have any racist tendencies. Oh, I'm sure we probably all said things in our Lives at some point or another that we went. Oh no! Listen, uh, let's not talk about this too loud because somebody might hear it. <laughs> but those are things that we celebrate on this third day of March, and uh, again, uh, the national anthem day, the Star-Spangled Banner day. Appreciate it again. Five seven three three. Oh, whoop, oh almost gave the wrong number there. Five seven three six three three fifty three ninety five. Old habits die hard. Let's uh, hear from you. Where are you this morning? What are you doing? What kind of a weekend are you getting all lined up? You've got some great plans. Normally, you know, we talk with our community events director, Mindy Sales, about things going on. Now, I know that uh, we're going to have some beautiful weather. 72 tomorrow, 72 on Saturday, and that is just going to set us up for some incredible, I do mean incredible, weather. So I would imagine all the parks are going to get a workout. Uh, all the state parks, Ha Ha uh Lake of the Ozarks uh, State Park uh, uh 1 and 2 and everything like that. But uh, what do you have planned? Oh, you know what I should have done? Well, I told my wife I would do this. And maybe since we're expecting a little rain on Sunday, I'll make a pot of gumbo. That sounds like a, a good time. Go over and get my, uh, see my friends over there at uh, the butcher shop, get my andouille sausage. And, uh and show them some love because they, they do such a great job. Uh, I mentioned that one of the features we're going to have on uh, what, what's burning is a, uh, an opportunity to revisit Chris and the staff at the butcher shop. And one of the things that we got to do was go into that giant smoker. They've got this big room. I mean, it is it is something that every man who is into smoking meats would die for, to have a giant room, this massive-sized room, to do all of your smoking. And, and this thing is just unbelievable. I mean, just off the scale unbelievable. And so you can check that out on uh, the most recent edition of What's Burning? 7 a.m., 5 p.m., 11 p.m. over there on Lake TV. And as I said earlier, if you have any uh, thoughts or ideas, you've got uh, maybe something you'd like to see, you'd like to find out a little bit more about something, send me an email at uh, kb at com. kb at my lake TV Dot com And uh, we'll look into it for you. We'll do a feature on it. We might even bring you along. So uh, certainly uh, something to keep there in the back of your mind. But if there's somebody you'd like to see us interview or a group or organization, um, you know, I, I, I just think that it is, I, I think it's so much fun being able to have the opportunity to do these shows and to realize and understand that, you know, we've got, gosh, we've got so much cool stuff going on here. Um, so, yeah, KB at uh, uh, I saw this. Uh, thank you, Rick Goose, again, one of my offsite producers, for uh, helping to provide some information for us to talk about. Uh, story here from MSN.com out of Columbia, Missouri. Missouri hospitals and nursing homes would have to allow visitors. Even during a pandemic, under a bill advanced Wednesday in the Republican-led Senate House, lawmakers, uh, well, they gave the measure initial approval in a voice vote, meaning it needs another vote to move to the GOP-led Senate. Legislators proposed the bill in response to strict visitor limits in hospitals and nursing homes when COVID-19 first hit. Republican House members said visitor restrictions meant Some patients died without friends or family by their side. Uh, Early on, I remember talking with a gentleman, um, I believe he was 72, 73 years old, and his wife was in a nursing home, and he could not visit her. He could not physically be in the room with her. And it just really, they could talk on the phone, he could look at her through the window, but he couldn't physically be in the room with her and, and, and touch her and hold her hand. And you could just see the anguish on the man's face, uh, having to deal with something like that. You know, I mean, this is your, this, this is your partner in crime. This is your spouse. And I, I believe they were married for quite a while. And it was just so hard for them to get through all of it because he could not physically touch his wife. And, and so obviously there are going to be people in the hospital that may be dealing with COVID. But what about those people that aren't dealing with COVID? What about those people that are maybe in the last phase of their life? You know, Maybe they're in hospice care, and all you want to do is just be with that person, and you don't want that person to to, to die alone, but we heard a number of those stories. However, Mumberly uh, Republican Representative Ed Lewis said patients need an advocate when they're at their most vulnerable. Sure, somebody to speak up for them to decide what type of treatment they may or may not want. Uh, that person should be able to have someone that can speak for them and make sure that they get the quality health care. Uh, that they ought to have. And, and I understand that. So having an advocate, I don't really think that is as big uh, of an issue as not being able to have somebody, let's say, in the hospital room with you. And so under the bill, a patient's spouse, parent, or guardian, plus another person would be allowed to visit at any time. Hospitals and nursing homes could deny a visitor for health or safety reasons, such as signs that the visitor has COVID or another uh, contagious illness. They sure can. They absolutely can. The visitation rights wouldn't apply to mental health facilities or prisons. Let's see what we got going on here on the line. Caller, good morning. You are on Key Radio. What is up?
6: KD, hey, how are you doing, big man? I'm doing
0: well. How are you?
6: I think I'm doing okay. Nobody's told me any different yet. Anyway, <laughs>
0: what's what's on you your mind? This yes, I do. What's on your mind?
6: Well, I just wanted to check in with you, and that uh, you know, I've been listening to you, and we're still fighting the uh, contamination in Camden County, and and uh, not doing a very good job. I must admit, um, seems as though our governmental partners are. Uh, testing uh, sending reports right. redoing reports sending reports testing uh trying to we're trying to put together a meeting now uh, for in April but uh it's very frustrating they, uh, we're not giving up but they're really pushing us to that limit the d n r is the uh I, I it's just frustrating as it can be. I think they're waiting for us to die, and we're all getting older. Yeah Well, I wonder so places that
0: I wonder if we don't have an opportunity here to, to, to get you folks on the horn uh, and, and, and kind of get a -- I know you're talking with me now, but maybe get you and someone else uh, in the studio over here and talk about where we're at, or if we could at least maybe uh, involve a member of DNR plus uh, somebody from, uh, from your group. Because, uh, yeah, I, I haven't forgotten about you. I really haven't. But uh, it seems to me that there's not a whole lot of progress that's being made. And and for folks who don't know, would you please bring them up to speed? I know this has been something that's been going on now, Don, for several years. And and you know what we're what we're talking about is the fact that you know there, there there's something in the water. There's contamination in the water, and it's caused some issues and problems for people that live in and around the area, but also people that used to work uh, where we're talking about. So so j- take just a moment here and, and, and bring everybody up to speed.
6: Well, you know, back in the late 60s, uh, Sunstrand was Dawson's at that time. And Sunstrand, Modine have uh, operated the plant, and they dumped TCE. In the beginning, it was not a harmful substance. They didn't know that. But they knew it later. But they still put about 1.5 million gallons in the ground, and it contaminated the Mulberry well. Uh, we finally got that offline. Uh, the building has been sold to a guy that's going that wants to put uh, marijuana growing plant there. Right. But they can't get the contamination out of the building where it'd be safe to work.
0: Uh-huh.
6: And we're fussing with them right now. They. They keep saying that there's no contamination. We want the building down. We want it cleaned up. I mean, that's our basic. That was our basic goal. And uh, I was told that if you, even for a tornado hit it today, there would still be, uh, it would make contamination worse. I said, well, if it's still seeping into the ground, how can it get any worse? You know? Well, it's not really. I said, we'll find unless we reopen that Mulberry Well, the shut down that we're that doesn't have any contamination. Well, no, it's still seeping into the Mulberry Well. Well, they're just talking one side of their mouth to the other side of their mouth. And it, and it gets, and you argue for hours with this. It's just around and around and around and around. People are still getting sick. And my little group around me, I know of four people that have jaw cancer that drank water from uh, the aquifer. And this has just happened in the past few months. Uh, two of them have died. One is dying. it's and i and i asked dnr about it and they said well tce doesn't cause jaw cancer bone cancer and i said but we didn't dump clean tce in the ground we dumped tce in the ground that has all the contaminants in it right so they hadn't tested that portion of it yet the heavy metals blah blah blah. anyway that's what we're fighting about right now but it is so important that we maintain our water supply in Campton right now, and the wells that are operating, is being tested all the time, and it is clean. So that's a good thing. Yes, we got that accomplished. People don't have to be worried about drinking the water in Campton. But I, but you know, there's still a plume that's down at the bottom of the lake someplace that they we're not going to clean. We're never going to clean it all up but there still has to be some cam- contamination leaking into the ground because otherwise we could use mulberry well that's sealed off because of contamination.
0: Right.
6: But anyway, we're still, we're still fighting it and there's five of us still on the board and, uh, trying to trying to put it together, but it's really hard. We need, I'll tell you what we need. DNR needs to have a room full of people at that meeting in April. To let them know that people in this area are still concerned about their health.
0: What is the date on the uh, on the meeting, Don? The date, the location, and the time.
6: It's the second Tuesday at five thirty at the firehouse in Campton, Mid, Mid County.
0: County. Right. Okay. And it's at five thirty at Mid uh, County Firehouse, and then the second Tuesday of April. Right. Which I'm going to try to get to my.
6: We haven't had we haven't had a person meeting in two years. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. Because of COVID. It's horrible. It is horrible. And then they'll send me a link where you go online and tells everything on the on our on our board tells you know, what's going on, what reports and everything. And I go online, and can't find anything, can't get on. Then they'll come back. Well, we sent you the wrong link. And then I send oh, another great. three or four weeks trying to get. And it's it's just impossible to deal with them, and to me that just feels like a red herring. Yes, sir. It does. You know, yeah. Cover them up with paperwork.
0: Yeah, they're trying to bury things right now. So that would be Tuesday, August the 12th at 530 at the Mid-County Fire